Before we begin the show today, we would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we are recording. I am Holly, I am recording on the land of the Ngunnawal people, and Jenna is recording on the lands of the Darug and Gundungurra peoples. It's really important when listening to the show to keep in mind the perspectives of the voices you're listening to. So Holly and I are both cisgendered, we're both white, you know, we're both like ridiculously good looking um, and all of these things. <laughs> that definitely maybe Maybe not the last one, but yeah. it does. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard for us to be so yeah. attractive. But my point is all of these things, um, you know, really colour our experiences and obviously we are always only speaking from our own perspective uh, and we are talking about an industry that – sits at the intersections of so many margins. Um, So just, yeah, always keep that in mind. And particularly when talking about things like language, like there's a massive privilege that we both have that we can sit here and say, we don't want you to use this word and we don't like that word, but we do, you know, there's, there's privilege in that. So we acknowledge that and we just want to make sure you keep it in mind, which is why we're always raving on about this. Welcome to Somebody You Love or The Sale of Two Titties. I'm Jenna Love. And I'm Holly Hart. And we're experts in disappointing our parents, breaching community guidelines and banging the people who vote against our rights. Jenna has left me a note here to to give you guys a little content (laughs) warning. Uh, This episode does contain the use of pejorative, stigmatised, shitty language like the P word, um, which you might find triggering, you might find upsetting. Um, if you do, then this is not the episode for you. Um, but if you can hang on, I think that there are a lot of interesting points that we're going to discuss today um, about that language and about why it is harmful. And you will probably, you'll vibe with it. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. I hope so. But don't let us hurt you. <laughs> we're giving you the warnings, okay? We love you. Be careful. Yeah, look after yourself, babes. Be gentle. Self-care. Did that sound sarcastic? I'm no, be nice. no, I think we're sincere. Yeah, I think people know yourself. that we've, we're just a I little think bit, we are. <laughs> we're a bit weird, yeah. but you know, we, yeah. we mean well. Yeah. And if they don't, we if do. people think we're assholes, we're never going to fucking please them anyway. So we'll do our That's best. Very true. Mm-hmm. That's true. We will not convince them otherwise because nah. it's, you know, there's probably an element of truth in it. Yeah. So I think it's super important, like we're going to talk about language and this is something we've we've touched on this topic heaps of times in the show um, and I keep saying to Holly, oh, I've got to write an episode mm. about that and I keep putting it off and, you know, I think people get quite funny around language. I, I guess like I just want to be clear that like Holly and I, I know both of us, we kind of bonded over this early on in our relationship, our hatred of the P word um, and how how it, you know, how much it, it – pisses us off when people who know better continue to yes. use it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we're both also very reasonable. And I think that like, you know, ignorance is in a lot of cases, not an excuse, but in this one, like, if you don't know, that's fine. Um, yeah. We've both gone in on, I've seen comments Holly's made and I make them all the time. I made a promise to myself that when I saw the P word and I'll, I'll say it for the first time now in the episode, we're talking about the word prostitute or prostitution. <laughs> I've made a promise to myself that when I saw that word used or heard it used, that I would say something. But, you know, I'm always trying to do that just with the intention of educating. Sure. Like I'm never going... 
you used the yeah. wrong word for me and you sure. need to be cancelled <laughs> and you should feel awful about yourself. And mm. um, every time, you know, I've I've been like, hey, you, it seems like you're not aware, but this is actually a slur, you know. You know, we get a lot of questions about why it's considered a slur. And on the one hand, part of me is like, well, why, why, does, why do we need to explain that? Like there's this little part of me that's like if somebody tells you that something you're doing hurts them, do you demand an explanation as to why or do you just stop doing the thing that causes harm? Mm. Like if somebody says to me when you say that it hurts me, I'll be like, okay, I won't say it then. I might make mistakes. That's fine. We all make mistakes. But like for the most part, I'm kind of like, well, I I don't understand this like extreme aversion to – like people call it language policing, but we're just trying to explain yeah, I disagree. how things make us feel. I have to I have to disagree with it as a generalization. Like, yeah, as a generalization, I, I sort of think like we have to clarify, or I would like to clarify how I feel in regards to that. Um, I think from people within a community is very different from those without. So I think Yeah, of course. Yeah. But but, you know, if you say if somebody tells you something hurts them. Do you just not do it? Well, sometimes people tell you things hurt them and I just don't think it's valid. Um, My example here, which uh, is very personal, is that I'm allowed to speak to my own fatness. I'm allowed to call myself fat. I'm allowed to call myself a whore. I'm allowed to – I believe that within my marginalised communities I can speak on my experiences with the terminology that I like. And I feel like there are a lot of people within these communities – who are desperate to police people within the community on how they speak. And I don't think that's valid. I think them saying, oh, your language hurt me, is is, is just really shitty. It's misdirected. It's misguided. Um, and if you're offended by people within that community having their own experiences with that marginalisation, then you're just compounding that, that marginalisation. You're not taking on the oppressors. You're just you know, stepping on the people within that group. So I just wanted to clarify that because I don't want anyone to be listening and thinking, well, yeah, you can't say that you um, would stop saying or that you'd change your mind about something that you said because someone says they're, they're hurt. And historically, Holly, you've not done that. Well, no, I haven't because I don't agree that when people uh, within a community speak for themselves that that that's a place to police people. I think, and I don't think policing in general is is what we want to do with it. I think people um, within a marginalised community, letting people know outside of that community that the language that they'd like to be referred to, I think that's valid. But, yeah, I just had to make that point uh, very clear. Well, yeah, I 100% agree. Yeah. I didn't realise I was saying other than that. Yeah. Sorry. I don't think but you were I saying definitely, other than that. Like, but, yeah, it just yeah. – yeah, I just don't want anyone to hear that and me go, yeah, totally, Jenna, and people go, oh, well, Holly, actually – I'm I'm familiar with you not doing that. So I don't want to be ever hypocritical. It's just always really interesting to me when, you know, you say to somebody, hey, that word's actually considered a slur and sex workers would prefer you to use the term sex work. And then there's just this like w- they get wildly offended, mm. you know, they lose their shit mm. and they come back and they're like, oh, I can't say anything anymore. You can't call a spade a spade anymore. Blah blah. You know, there's just all this like real reactionary mm. like, and and it's like you know you like in my opinion you can you can mm. say whatever fucking word you want. Yes. But the thing is, I've told you it hurts. Yeah. So you're going to continue to be hurting, and that's fine. Like if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But I'm just saying I'm going to think you're an asshole. Yeah. So. 
Like there's that um, comedian I saw the It's So Hard podcast shared the comedian is Taylor Tomlinson and she said, calling a sex worker a prostitute is like calling a comedian a clown. You're not technically wrong but you are a fucking asshole. So, and it's like, sure, if you Mm. you want to insist on using that word, if you need to cling to that word for some reason – it is about That's intent, cool. like, isn't it? It's fine. Yeah, yeah, and if, it's fine if you want to be an asshole. Yeah, doesn't really bother me. Yeah. but I'm just just telling you for your own sake. Yeah, you're giving somebody the opportunity that, to to be better. Yeah, mm. but it seems people really don't want that, mm. and I can understand that they feel policed. Mm. But I think that when it's done in a way where it's not policey, like you don't get to say that word, like that's aggressive, mm. you know. But saying, oh, just a reminder that the P word is a slur and the preferred term is sex worker. I sorry, what's why are you why are you so emotional mm. about me saying that to you? Yeah, what does it mean what's to going you? On there? Why is that yeah? It, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure plenty of our listeners will just disagree with us on this one. Like, you know, a lot of people say, What what you know, what is the harm? Like really how uh, how do words actually hurt someone? You know, um, and I know there's also a school of thinking around, you know, we should be focusing on greater harm. You know, we should be focusing on actual violence, against, you know, physical violence mm. against sex workers, not, you know, not getting bogged down in, in these little bits of harm. But I strongly believe um, that the two are very connected. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it yes. really is my opinion that continuing to use language that's dehumanizing mm-hmm. um makes people think that we're not human and thus violence can be committed against us. Like I I really see a connection with that and I don't think everyone does, but yeah, I do. No, I agree. I think it definitely makes us more yeah, more prone to to violence and then it uh being treated as less of a serious offense. So yeah, language does have an effect. And you see that with, with lots of communities um, that have slurs used against them, that uh, the minute that that respect is taken away, that that's that, that language is respect and, and that has a big impact. Of course it does. I don't buy this argument that language doesn't matter. Oh, like I don't it buy it. No, yeah. Language does. What are you talking about? Mm. Of course it does. Mm. It's only that it's language that's upsetting a community that you don't think matters. That's what you know, it comes down to, you doesn't don't it? Like, 100%. Yeah. It's that you don't care about that community and so you don't care that it affects mm. people. You don't see that as a valid mm. concern. But then don't use any words to describe us. Yeah. That's also an option. Yeah. If you don't if you don't care about sex work at all, just yeah. stop talking about it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> does remind me a little bit of that thing where uh, Scott Morrison, our, our former prime minister, um, sadly, or fortunately that it's former, um, was talking <laughs> yes. about uh, – was talking about women um, and, and, you know, sexual abuse and stuff like that. And he was saying, oh, well, my wife said to me, what if it was my daughter's sort of thing? And it's it's a thing that so many people just don't really care about the hurt that is being caused until they can relate it to their own circumstances or people around them. And mm. that's the whole thing that this show is about, is reminding you that people that you don't even realise are sex workers and people that you love are sex workers and and parts of all other marginalised communities. You might not know that people around you are, are gender diverse and have neurodivergencies and um, mental health things. And if you proceed to use shitty language everywhere in your life, you just don't know, 
you might be hurting people that you care about beyond just caring about society as a whole. If all you think is important is that which is close to you, you might not even realise that you are hurting people close to you. Yeah, and you'll continue to not know that they're members of that marginalised community because they do not feel safe around you to tell you. Yeah. Sucks to be you. At the end of the day, it's like my mum said, you're the only one missing out. Yeah. Okay, so what is the problem with the P word? Give us a lesson. So, okay. Teach us. A little lesson. We fully understand that language evolves, right? And as much as I feel like you and I, we are starting to get, we're getting to the age where we can't handle that language is evolving and the kids are using things in different (laughs) ways and we're we're struggling. I've always been Um, pedantic. But it's okay. We're still hip. (laughs) Yeah, we are. We both are a little bit. (laughs) She says in a word that hasn't been called since the 1980s. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know what I don't know what you call hip anymore. Well, hip we're lit, fam. Yeah, we're lit, fam. Oh yeah. God, we're so cringy. This is okay. Now, I I can imagine that some of our older listeners might sort of think, and I've heard people say this to me, and I sort of thought this a little bit when I first started doing sex work. You know, well prostitution that's just the word for what you do mm. that's just it's that's just the word for it and it always used to be okay so why is it suddenly not okay now and you know we totally get the change is hard because yes we're starting to get that, to that age where it's difficult for us to so we get it but the thing is that the p word has never been used in a positive light or really even in a neutral light So the first written record that we have of it in the English language is from the year 1530, where it was used as a verb meaning to sexually dishonor oneself. Mm. The first time it was used as a noun is in 1607 in Francis Beaumont's Woman Hater, where it's used as an insult. Lovely. So this idea that it used to be just a neutral term that just describes a certain job um, and that, you know, the social justice warriors and the, the snowflakes have made it this big deal out of nothing, that's really not supported by the evidence. It's, it has been a loaded term from day one. So then towards the end of the 17th century, and um, we have listed all of our sources for this in the show notes, including some articles by friend of the show and creator of the Satisfaction Project, Georgie Wolfe. So do check those out. So yeah, towards the end of the 17th century, it begins to be used to describe what we now refer to as sex work. And from that point on, it is used both as an insult and as a profession, usually both at the same time. Uh, So the Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines the noun prostitute as, number one, a person who engages in sexual intercourse in exchange for pay, Uh, and number two, a person, such as a writer or painter, who deliberately debases his or her talents, as in for money. It defines the verb as, number one, to offer sexual intercourse in exchange for pay, Number two, to devote to corrupt or unworth purposes, to debase. Oh, shit. So when people, you know, when people say to me, what's wrong with the P word? I'm like, well, look at it in the dictionary. Like, it's literally an insult. Oh, wow. Like, it's not. I had no idea. It's not that we've got this wacky new interpretation of it and we're being really precious. It's really fucking insulting. So. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't done the the research here with the the dates and and uh, and examples mm. of this, but I, I 
I feel like I'm preaching to the choir already with a lot of our listeners. Um, and I don't think you have to do much of a Google search. You can literally just type this word into Google and you will find examples of what we're talking about. Uh, but it's been used historically uh, in the media to, to dehumanise sex workers and to, to other us, to make us not, not worthy. So you will see this often in articles that refer to the deaths of sex workers. Less and less these days. I will say I am increasingly seeing in news articles they're using mm-hmm. terminology sex worker and they're treading very carefully. But as recently as, gosh, even five years ago, three years ago, and even today with some certain news outlets, they will use that word um, mm-hmm. almost to uh, to minimise. They'll go, oh, well, you know, a young lady passed away, blah, 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 and then it'll be a prostitute was killed. A prostitute was – and suddenly that makes it less important. That makes it less sympathetic. It makes it – she asked for it. It's her fault or she's not as worthy. Um, you notice uh, a lot of that – the word prostitute scandalising um, in sensationalistic media. Um, one of the most recent examples of that that I've seen in recent media was uh, Cassie Sainsbury, was it? The young woman who was arrested uh, in South America with a whole lot of cocaine. And it was found out that she was uh, a sex worker at the time, like not long before or whatever. But there was a whole lot of stuff that, oh, she's a prostitute and and, uh, just to smear her, just for sensationalism, just for scandal. Um, And that word was used not in a good way. They weren't like, oh, well, she's a prostitute. And that means that she does a lot for society. No, it was used as a way to make her seem of, of poor moral character, basically. So these words are, are very rarely used in media as a way to lift us up. They're used as ways to bring us down and to make us seem invaluable. Um, there are a lot of moral connotations with the words. Um, as you've sort of discussed, they were used historically to describe dirty or unworthy or, or, or loose moral women, women who did things that were um, unacceptable in society sta- by society standards, uh, particularly when it came to sex. Uh, I think the generations growing up today are doing a better job of separating sex from morality, which is so fantastic to see, but it's very deeply ingrained. And I think the word prostitute has a lot of that that morality involved. It is not just woman who sells sex. It is, and again, it's very gendered language, but it is often uh-huh. woman who does bad moral things. So it being linked to that perception is really, it's really toxic. It's really damaging. And historically, it is a word that's linked with crime. You know, prostitutes, drugs, pimps, drug dealers, all of this terminology that um, that is really harmful uh, are all sort of banded together and linked in the same articles and stories and tales over time. And so often anyone who is referred to as a prostitute will be perceived as criminal, criminal or, or troubled person or deviant, which often is perceived as a lower class citizen and therefore they have less value to society and we're more disposable. So it means that violence against us is taken less seriously, it's swept under the rug, it's ignored and uh, and accepted. And therefore, uh, the sad thing is that when it is accepted by society or when they people turn more of a blind eye to when sex workers are harmed, it also makes us more of a target. It means that people who are looking to hurt someone, people who are feeling like they need to lash out, they see sex workers as an easier target because they think they're disposable. They don't have as much value as, as a real person. Yeah. They're not going to do as much damage, yep. they think, yep. and they're more likely to get away with it yep. or get off lighter. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the way, um, you know, the way the word is used in legislation is a big one for me. Mm. Um, It is used a lot in legislation. It's used by the legislative and the judicial system to, to hurt us, to lock us up to separate us from families, to, you know, to fine, um, you know, which is just always amusing to me to find someone for trying to earn money because I don't know how they think you're going to pay the fine. But anyway, that that is just a, an issue that's much broader than just sex work. Um, and it's this thing where – so I talked before about the history of it being used as a verb and a noun, and I actually didn't come across too much information about it being used as an adjective, but that is where it fucking shits me so much. <laughs> it's the worst. Um, it is the worst. You see it in legislation and you see it used by SWERFs. We've mentioned SWERFs before on the show. That acronym means Sex Work Exclusionary Radical Feminist. It is the uh, the the left who think that – Sex work isn't work, um, and they often, also, almost always, also twerfs, uh, turfs, uh, where they think that uh, trans women are not women, and of course they fucking are, mm. obviously. So the way they use it is they will say prostituted woman or prostituted <laughs> women, and that, uh, as Holly touched on, they never say prostituted men. Yeah, never. So I don't know, like, I, I don't know what that's about. Well, women have no agency. Um, don't don't forget that we can't well, make exactly. decisions. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess men can be sex workers, but women can't. We can only be prostituted. <laughs> Almost I certainly. I yeah. don't know. But it, yeah, it, that's exactly what it does. It takes away our agency. It makes it something that is being done to us rather than something that we are doing, that we are actively doing and choosing to do. Um, and of course, the question of choice is very complex. Um, there's all different levels of choice and, you know, whether, whether it's the lesser of two evils or whatever, it's still a choice. And that's, um, and that's really key for us. Mm, Well said. So, okay. These are the common arguments because as I said, I made a promise that I would always say something. So I've seen lots of arguments against it because again, people can't just go, Oh, maybe this prostitute is saying something of value and I could just (laughs) shut the fuck up. Of course not. Um, so one of the big ones is what now we can't even call prostitutes prostitutes and I love this one and I touched on it at the beginning but it's this this whole idea that it's this new it's the woke generation and like we have been asking to be called sex workers for 40 years like this is not a new thing like just get with the fucking program (laughs) So uh, I'm sure some of our listeners will have heard of sex worker Carol Lee, who was also known as Scarlet Harlot. She passed away last year, sadly. But she's credited with inventing the term. Um, It was in either 1979 or 1980. Um, She was attending this feminist conference on violence against women in porn and the media. She discovered that the sex industry-specific workshop that was a part of that had used the term sex use industry, And she said this quote, the words stuck out and embarrassed me. How could I sit amid other women as a political equal when I was being objectified like that? Described only as something used, obscuring my role as actor and agent in the transaction. So it's not a new thing, babes. Mm. Just get with the program. What, depending on like what what you're talking about, sometimes people will say, "Well, the term sex work is is newish," as we've just covered. It's you know forty years new, um, 
And so it's anachronistic. So if this is a period TV show or book or film or whatever, um, you know, it's a historical show and it needs to be accurate. So they have to use the P word. And my response to that is why? Like I don't, why? Like I can guarantee you that this character you've written set in the 1880s London because you can't write about that time period without writing about whores apparently, Mm. Um, I can guarantee you that her experience as a sex worker you've not portrayed accurately. So Mm. why the fuck does the word need to be accurate? Yeah, and I just I just don't know why it matters. It's I mean it's the same argument used against colorblind casting. Oh well, it can't be a black man. Why? Uh, who like we're watching a TV show? We know it's not real. Mm. Like the only case where that could be relevant could be in a documentary. In which case, have a sex worker narrate it, and then they can say the word because nothing about us without us. Yeah. Even then, that defeats the purpose because if it's a documentary, we're using today's language to describe something that yes. happened in the past. So, sorry, yeah. there's just I, it doesn't make sense any yeah. anyway. Yeah, no, bizarre. The only example I could think of is if there's, um, you know, someone reading from a text written a long time oh, ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Or in which case, you can put up a little disclaimer. Yeah. That's cool. Whatever. Uh, I love this one. Oh, I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. Oh, no, <laughs> that's I, what I mean. Yeah, I knew that we meant the same thing. I love and hate in the same way. But yeah. sex work could mean lots of things. It's an umbrella term. Prostitute is more specific. Um, so first of all, okay, if you need to describe the intricacies of what's happening with our genitals, there is a term for that. It's full-service sex worker, mm. or you may choose to say in-person sex worker if that's what's relevant as opposed to an online sex worker. But the more important question here is why is that necessary? Why do you need to specify yeah. um, and differentiate between full-service sex work and other forms of sex work? Yeah. In what circumstance in your life are you needing to tell other people, oh, no, but the penis goes in the, in the hole with this person? Like, oh, is yes. it necessary? Yes. Mm. What, what is that? Mm. And this came up a lot with that, um, that terrible documentary series, I think it was like a limited series, maybe Netflix, about the Cecil Hotel, about the death of Elisa Lam. I don't think I saw um, it. It was like maybe like a three-part thing, came out not too long ago, and holy dooly, like if you want to get drunk, play, play, you know, take a shot every time they say the P word oh, and wow. other stigmatising language about, you know, homelessness and um, drug use. Oh, God, okay. <laughs> um, but so in, in that show, they talked about how this particular hotel where this poor woman lost her life and it has nothing to do with anything other than, you know, really sad circumstances. They go on and on about how the regular like patrons at that hotel were prostitutes and, and drug dealers, you know, the classic combo. Mm. And so immediately after that, there was a fair bit of discourse online where sex workers were like, guys, <laughs> please, like the media, just use sex work. Like we've been, come on. Yeah. If you, you know, everyday Joe Blow walking down the street um, who doesn't understand what the problem with the P word is, okay. Totally. Media, you're making a documentary? Research your fucking shit, mate. you got to know. So, yeah, come on, just do some research. It's literally like what? But the response from a lot of commenters were, well, no, but we needed we – they can't just say sex work because we needed to know that they were prostitutes. <laughs> and then I would say, why? Why do you need to know yeah. exactly the intricacies of what they were doing? And the reason is the hierarchy mm. and whorephobia. Mm-hmm. 
The reason is because they would have been much more okay with it being a stripper Mm -hmm. or being a dom. Mm -hmm. The reason is they needed to know that these were workers who were putting penises inside them Mm. for the most part and that was the point that was trying to be made. Not that it was sex workers, that it was prostitutes and that's something, I mean, I I don't need to go into why that's, that's harmful. And they also say, oh, well, it's, you know, sex work now like means OnlyFans creator. And, you know, Elisa Lam passed away in 2013 and OnlyFans was created in 2016. So, like, that isn't even a question. <laughs> like, sure, there were people obviously doing phone sex. There were people, you know, creating porn. But, yeah, my I think the big question to ask is I think I think there's very few circumstances in which you would need to differentiate, um, you know, perhaps – a health practitioner who who wants to um, – no, they still shouldn't even ask. Mm. No, just leave it at that. Yeah. There's very few. Um, what do you think of this one, Holly? Mm. But escorts or companions don't have sex with their clients, whereas prostitutes do. Mm. Or I've heard this one a few times, escorts choose their clients, whereas prostitutes will just have sex with anyone. Yeah, I think it's. I think there's a lot of truth to it. Um, no, I'm joking. <laughs> of course, it's not. It's fucking balls to the wall bullshit. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah come on. Like, no. Yeah, fucking ridiculous, hell. babes. Come ridiculous. Non nonsense. That, you know, it's, and that's we'll get onto a bit later. Yeah. That's why I get annoyed at the terms that I, I consider kind of euphemism because yeah. it does confuse people. I know but, we're thinking the but, exact same thing at the moment, but it's that whole thing. Yeah. Of, well, I'm an elite courtesan and so no. I only have dinner with clients and then, you know, I'm a prostitute so I have yeah. six dicks in my hand yeah. at a time. Okay, it's, that's not – that's you're being silly. You're all <laughs> – settle down. Yeah. So just once and for all, no. that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no market. For a full-time sex worker who doesn't have sex with their clients mm. um, and every sex worker at every level makes choices about who they accept as clients. Yes. Well said. Those yeah. choices might be very limited. Sure. But there is always choice involved um, and there's always screening and decision-making going on. Oh, I've only seen this one once. Oh, wow. But it was, but XXX provider says that she hates the term sex work and she wants to be called a prostitute. Wow. And like, great, call her a prostitute then. Go nuts, babe. But like, just don't expect to not be slapped if you call another sex worker a P word, you Mm. know, like just that's cool. And I think this whole thing, sometimes that's used as a, as a way to, try and discredit our movement. Yeah. Like, oh, well, you can't even agree on what you want to be called, you know. And it's like, no, it just means that everyone, every sex worker is an individual person. Mm. Um, we all have a variety of reactions to and histories with words. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. Um, Imagine individuals within a movement having different opinions. Oh, gosh. I know. I know. It's mm. a ridiculous – it's just another attempt at discrediting, you know. Mm. I uh, I have never heard that before. It's shocking. But I, I mm. it brings up something for me. Uh, my octogenarian client who passed away last year, uh, sadly, he, um, he was very old-fashioned in a lot of things, as, well, I suppose mm. anyone in their 80s probably is. But uh, yes. <laughs> very regularly he would use the word prostitute with me. And I uh, – look, I <laughs> – as a movement, I'm against the word prostitute and I try now and then to to do my bit, but generally I don't care too much. Like we've said, and 
it's all about intent. I guess my point is that when an 80 something year old is using that word, I'm not going to stress too much about it because you know, it's, it's more trouble and it's what you, you, you pick your battles. Right. Um, so I, I was, you know, whatever. And, and he would tell me about these other workers that he knew in Sydney and he would say, well, you know, this girl, she doesn't like that word, but you don't mind it. Do you? You're just a regular old prostitute. You do all the stuff. The girls in Sydney, they don't do oh. the sex. They don't do the things. And I was like, mm, they do like, babe, he would frequently say, well, yeah, you, you don't mind the word prostitute. Do you? You're a real prostitute and all of this sort of stuff. And I was like, yeah, well I, I am. And I don't feel any shame around the word like I that's fine I'm a, I'm a prostitute but the issue isn't that I have shame around the word and it's not mm. that I don't yes. mind being called a prostitute or that I want to be called a prostitute my issue with the word yeah. is that as we've discussed this whole episode it's used in a broader sense to damage the community and that's what I take issue with yeah Sorry for ru- running off on that rant, but it's just because I could see him going to people and saying, well, Holly doesn't mind being called a pro- – or Holly likes to be called a prostitute. Mm. Well, I don't really, mm. but yeah. Um, and the last one I, um, I've i added in here is one that I've heard a few times and I like I, – I, it does make – it does give me pause very, very occasionally for half a second and then I move on, <laughs> which is that you two, Holly and Jenna, always say the word hooker um, and Jenna even makes T-shirts that say whore on them uh, and it's very confusing. Is it? And um, I do understand that that can be a little bit confusing, um, but I would encourage you to Google the word reclaim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I have a friend who is a sex worker who – I think I think they love the word um, prostitute because mm. they refer to themselves as prostitute. They refer to their friends as one. Their fortieth birthday party we had it was during COVID, so it was a Zoom call and it was a prostitutes and PowerPoint birthday party, and it was iconic. So we all had to bring our own PowerPoint presentation, and it was just it was just the bomb. But they and you can just tell that like they use it with such love, mm. you know, um, and they're allowed to do that. And um, it makes me feel it makes me feel loved when I hear them do that. I'm like, oh, I'm so happy to be your prostitute, one of your prostitute oh. friends. Like I love that. But you know, it's uh, but I do, you know, I I have moments where I go, oh, us putting these words everywhere can definitely be confusing. Mm. I do see that. I'm not going to stop doing it, but I do acknowledge that it, it can make people a bit unclear. Sure. I think I use the way I just I talked about this in our bonus episode, which is only available to our patrons about the word hooker. I feel like a lot of the time I use it because I say the term sex work and sex worker so often because it's my job, because we have this podcast, because it's the advocacy that I do. Like I just spend so much time doing sex work stuff. And sometimes I feel like the people around me are so sick of the sound of my voice forming that series of vowels and consonants that they that I just feel like I've got to form a different word. Yeah. <laughs> and that's often when I say hooker because it's just or especially it's just it's a bit less serious. Yeah, it's a it's bit more slang. lighthearted. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Um, but I know that that is a term that a lot of um a lot of workers don't like. Mm. So I think maybe – I think we've talked about this. I think it's quite an Aussie word is, or it's something that feels is used Aussie. a lot. feels a bit bogan, in, in doesn't it? In this country anyway. Yeah. It does. And yeah. I think maybe I've heard some American workers who are like, oh. Uh, yeah, which, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, We've fair. all got different experiences. Totally. Yep, yep. 
Let's do a quick roundup of how we feel about some other terms. I just put some here. Feel free to throw in others. Love it. But what do you? How do you think about being called a sex worker? Fine, neutral. No worries. Whatevs. Yeah, I find it very neutral. Yeah, sorry. I, I do want to acknowledge again that what Carol Lee has done, it's, it's a wonderful term for legislation. It's a wonderful term for media. It's mm-hmm. its fantastic in all of those. So I, I'm very positive about it in that regard. Um, but just in general, mm-hmm. yeah, fine. No worries. Yeah, same. Yeah. Exactly the same. I do think I was, I, again, on our bonus episode, I talked about how sometimes I think it makes people think that sex is a bigger part of our job than it is. Yes. And I don't think that's a problem with the term. I think it's a problem with the way society views sex Mm -hmm. um, and views it as a very narrow thing. And also, like, it's not a problem with the term because if you think about other – like, every job title is not going to describe the extent of the job. Like, a social worker doesn't spend all their job doing social (laughs) – like that's, you know, so, so I think that, you know, yeah. It, yeah, it's not the perfect term that describes everything we do. Yeah, there are very but few. you can't do that. Yeah, there are so very few I think it's fine. That, but that cover that. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, yeah. An- another yeah. one is like intimacy professional and things like that. And I feel, again, mm-hmm. like they're a little, like you said, they yeah, similar path. You're giving a general idea of the job, but then I know that you personally don't like things that are a little bit too euphemistic but then also maybe that's a little bit closer to our work than than sex worker. And yeah, I, I don't yeah. see that as euphemistic. Mm. I just see it as wanky sounding. Okay. Well, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it like, is a bit, I think it? that is much more accurate, yeah. to be honest, yeah. but I would feel a bit self-conscious describing myself as an intimacy provider. And I also feel like... I also don't think people would know what I was talking about. No. I also feel like... They'd be like, you do what now? Yeah. Then it feels also like we're not... uh, Like we're trying to... um, What's the word? Not reclaim? Or like we're trying to dodge the stigma of the sex factor. No, we don't... Yeah. We don't don't need to do that. I'm happy to be a a sex worker. I'm happy for people to know that sex is involved often. So that's that's that part as well. Yeah. It is. Mm. is a, a part of it. Mm. It's just maybe not – it's not all of it and yeah. that's what, you know. What about when you hear the term consensual sex work or consensual well, sex worker? Well, that's fucking silly. It's a bloody – what do yes. you call it? Oxymoron sort of thing. No, I don't think it's an oxymoron. But, no, that's, that's no, it's, silly. it's a double – what? Oh, it's a redundancy. It's a redundancy. Thank you. Oh, she's so good. She's so homogenous. She's so equidistant. I love it. Um <laughs> Holy teases me. <laughs> She's just so verbose. I love it. It's so, so hot. Mean to me. Um no, it's you're correct. It yeah, that's it's ridiculous. I yeah. Yeah, I mean it is. It's a it's a redundant term because you don't need the word consensual in there because you've already got the term work. Yeah. Um and you know, my belief is anybody that's in an industry that is not consenting to be in that industry is not a worker. No. You know, they are they are a slave, they are a victim, they you know, whatever. Yes. They're not. Uh, they're not a worker. So you don't need to say consensual sex work because sex work is the term. We've already got that covered. Perfect. Um, whore. Whore is my favourite word. Yeah, I really. I love the word. I'm very into Big whore. Fan. I like it. Yeah. Again, reminder, mm. that is that mm. is our word. Please, generally, unless, unless yes. it's part of our agreed kink in the bedroom with some sort of dirty talk or something. I don't know. Unless we've agreed on it, yes. let's, let's, let's keep that to the, uh, the sex workers. But, yeah, love whore. I love to use it myself. Mm. Good one. Mm. I think it's got a really great mix of 
like there's history with it. Like yeah. it feels old school, but it's also current. Yeah. I just love it. It's such a vibe. But, uh, but yeah, def- yeah, it is definitely uh, can be used as an insult. Um, so Yeah, so it feels like a more powerful reclamation, doesn't it? Because a, a lot of us have been called it when we weren't sex workers. I think a lot of us, when, when we are sex workers, it feels very powerful to yeah, mm. take Actually, that well, that, that is the next conversation, right, is mm. uh, what about when people say, oh, I'm a gossip whore? That sort of thing. I don't mind. I'm I'm pretty lax on that sort of stuff. I don't mind. I I I don't like the idea, for example, of somebody who is a slut wearing a t-shirt that says whore or something like that. Like that's a funny Same. one for me. I don't mind though if I'm out with a bunch of friends and one of my friends says, Oh, I'm such a whore when they are a slut. I'm sort of like, no, I get it. Colloquially, I get what you're saying. But it's, you know, there's a little line there for me where I, I, I don't know. I don't mind whore being used a little bit more by women because, again, a lot of women who aren't whores have been called whores and there's some reclamation there as a woman of, of taking that that language and being like, well, I, I own my sexuality and my, you know, so, yeah, but it's a, an interesting one. Um, so I have two thoughts on this. One is that, a friend of mine, this was a couple of years ago, in a group chat said something about being a gossiper. Right. And, I mean, I was like, same, because I would, like, yeah. I would have sex for gossip. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then they private messaged me and they were like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't use that term, you know. That's and I cute. was like, why not? Uh, like, I literally couldn't even work out what they're apologising for. Yeah. And it hadn't occurred to me. And then I went, oh, okay, fair point. I was like, I'm actually so fine with it. Yeah. Um, and I, I quite identify with that. I self-identify as a gossip whore. But that's that's a fair point. Yeah. Um, and I agree. I, I feel quite uncomfortable when people use whore to mean slut. I think that's probably just a bit of ignorance or whatever. Mm. But I'm like, well, it is a it is a specific thing. Sure. Like um, at uh, Mardi Gras, we happen to be in the marshalling area. You're in a different order to the. Sorry, this is the Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras as well, which is very different to what Mardi Gras is in the US. But, yeah, it's a pride march basically. It's the same as pride. In the marshalling – so, yeah, it's a big parade, but in the marshalling area you're, like, stacked up so you're, dex- you're next to different floats mm. to who you're marching next to. So we somehow were next to the TikTok float, which was obviously, like, they had these big, you know, LCD screens. It was very fancy. And there was a few famous drag queens on that float. And a couple of us who are, you know, really – quite like drag queens we kind of broke in and like climbed over the barrier to their float to introduce ourselves and get pics you know and they were like, like it wasn't a real break in they were fine with it um and they were like oh where, which float are you from and it, we were talking to these two particular drag queens and I won't name them but they are very young and I know that they got started uh with their drag yeah, during COVID and on TikTok that's where they sort of became famous and I'm clarifying that because there is a lot of crossover in the drag world with sex work Um, because, you know, a lot of drag queens, well, the vast, vast majority of drag queens are queer, Mm. um, a lot are trans, and so there's a lot of crossover in those communities. So there's history there, but, I mean, this could be a whole other episode. Drag is also full of misogyny and um, whorephobic stuff like it's it's very tricky because mm. i give them a bit of a pass because there's history there sure. but the point is that i know that these two drag queens do not have that history personally yeah um so they said what float are you from and i said oh we're the whores from next door 
Um, and they were like, oh, you're whores? Us too. And I was like, oh, you're not, though. I didn't say that. I was like, ah, oh, <laughs> you know. Um, and I was like, well, you're not, though, are you? Like we're literal whores yeah. and we're out here asking to be treated like human beings and you're on the TikTok float and you make a lot of money dancing on TikTok. So, you know, you face your own stigma being queer and being drag queens. I 100% get that. Mm. But you're actually not whores. Definite so. moment. Yeah. yeah. But also then I was like, great, let's take a selfie. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like we've said before, and, you know, a big part of it is intent and a big part of it is um, recognising, you know, what part of things are ignorance and and when the time is to educate people and when it's not. And, uh, yeah, it's it's quite complex. But, yeah. We've talked a little bit about hooker. Fucking love hooker. I reckon it's my favourite. Yeah, I think it's your favourite for sure. Probably because I'm a bit more bogan. I'm into the hooker. And I don't mind other people using it. I actually find it really – I'm really cool with, with public using it. I don't mind people going, oh, yeah, I went to see the hookers or I, know, knew, I, I was friend with a hooker, friends with a hooker and, you know, oh. I'm, I'm really cool with hooker being used. You know, and a lot of people aren't. I'm not a fan no. of other people yeah. using it. Yeah. Uh, companion. Yeah, I think actually I do believe that's in my Twitter bio. I think yeah. Canberra companion. You're a companion. <laughs> I, look, I think yeah. in that instance I put companion there because – Social media, you know, starts with C. You don't. Well, yes, yes. I like oh. the alliteration, but also social media. You have to be so careful with the terms yes. that you use to yeah. to avoid being deplatformed. Generally, I think it's a bit cute. I think for me, it's a little bit of a a, a wave to Firefly. I think there's a little bit of that, you mm-hmm. know, with the the uh, companions mm-hmm. being the sex workers in that series. Um, and I think it's really yeah. a good descriptor of what we do. Again, like you've said, with some of the words. It's a little bit wanky, but primarily that is what my job is. Um, I actually had a booking earlier today and the client and I were talking about, um, you know, human needs and and the need for um, connection and and intimacy and uh, how he said that that's why he comes to see me is to to tick that box. And that's really nice. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, actually, it was really sweet. God knows if he's going to listen, but (laughs) I've only seen him a few times, but um, you know, he said at the end of the booking, oh, I'd, I'd pay just for the, the conversation. And I said, oh, well, yeah, I guess you have to have the sex though, don't you? You know, um, but that is the, the rhetoric that you get from a lot of <laughs> a lot of our clients is that the companionship is, is the main part of yes. it. And all the rest of the physicality is, is wonderful and, you know, I thrive on it and it's it's really great. But um, a lot of what we offer is is that um, constant bonding and, and uh, for all of the people who say that sex work is, is very transactional and there is no emotional connection and there is no, well, they're just missing out because I think mm. companionship is a huge part of what we do. And it's a lot of what I get out of it. I get a lot of companionship from my clients. And so I think it's a great term. It's a little, again, it's not, uh, sometimes I really like to own the sex part of it because I like to be like, there is no shame yes. in it being sex, but companion, I yeah. think is, is really good. Yeah. I, I like companion because I think it, really describes the job yeah but I do have that issue with it where I feel like it's a bit euphemistic yeah and it feels like it's a little bit trying to distance from the sex but I think you touched on a really important point which is that existing on the internet as a sex worker yeah. is you know it's a volatile space for us and we do have to use euphemisms um, and that's not sorry I shouldn't have said it. it's, it's on the internet for you and I um, but for people that live in almost every other country in the world it's existing in general well, so um, true is, yeah. is really difficult as a sex worker yeah. um, and they do have to use these euphemisms so I guess I'd like people to know that when you see you know escort and you know it that's not that's not a description of a particular type of person in in the sex industry yeah you know 
companion doesn't mean a particular thing. Sex worker doesn't. Courtesan doesn't. You know, these words don't. They're not saying um, what services they offer or don't offer. Um, it's just really fucking hard for us um, to continue to exist and not get our accounts shut down, mm. you know. <laughs> so people are trying to find language that conveys what we're doing without it triggering the algorithm. So I think there's a lot of confusion around it because of that. Um, but, yeah. Um, what about escort? Uh, I don't mind escort. I use it a lot. It does give me sort of nineties, uh, like yellow pages. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know, pretty woman attempt at this, you know, higher class. I don't know. There's something to me that's now a little bit outdated about escort for some reason. And that's probably <laughs> totally my own perception there, but it just feels like, you're at an yeah, agency. It feels a bit old fashioned to me as yeah, well. Yeah, you're at an agency and they send you out and you have a credit card swiper and I don't know. It just gives me this this image of an old fashioned form <laughs> of, of sex work and I feel like um, the digital age and uh, society has just moved beyond escort as a term. But I yeah, I still use it regularly, but it just doesn't feel as current. I'm not a fan of it because I've realised just how many people think that escorts don't have sex with oh, their clients. Oh yeah, okay. Like mm. it's. It's a far more common view than I realised. Wow. Mm. And that I'm like, what? No, babes. <laughs> no. So but I do think it's the word that people understand the most. Yes. Because right. when I say I'm a sex worker, they go, oh, like OnlyFans. Mm. And I go, no. I mean, yes, but also. <laughs> um, and then they, they go, oh, like an escort. And then I say, yeah, okay, yes, that that's a full service sex worker. And then they go, oh, but escorts don't have sex with oh, their clients. My and then goodness. I go, um, maybe leave, maybe leave the education to me, babes, because wow. you don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, which is, and this is again, it comes back to why I have a problem with the euphemisms. Yeah. Um, but of course, uh, under criminalization, escorts need to quote unquote not have sex with their clients. Yeah. Totally. Even though I don't think that covers them in any way whatsoever, I'm pretty sure. Got to do what you got to do. That's not going to help you. Mm. But it's yeah, yeah. Um, working girl or working lady. My favorite. I reckon that's my favorite. That's <laughs> no, fucked. It's 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 forum. Hate it. It's forum filth <laughs> garbage. I think for a lot of my early sex work career, I, I called myself a, a working girl, working lady, and um, I think that right. was probably relevant um, for brothel workers. Back in around 2007 onwards, um, but <laughs> these days, um, yeah, it just it's it's gendered language. It's it and it particularly to me just reeks of forum freaks. I don't like get it. Like working, mm. yeah. Mm. What? Well, aren't most people working? Yeah. Like I don't get why. It's, like it's missing. I gather it was it's the, missing the type of industry. I, like what? <laughs> yeah, totally. I think for for um, before Carol Lee coined her term, I, th- I believe that mm. that was the, the mm. main term was working girl. But I think she said that she found it very gendered, uh, okay. and she was not. Um, yeah, yes. so so then it, it became sex work, which was less gendered. So, but mm. I think for yeah, a long time working girl, right, um, and working lady was the the most accepted terminology, and I think that's why a lot of these forum idiots use it because they're stuck in these past attitudes about women and have not for the past, you know, 40 plus 50 years haven't moved forward um, with any of their, you know, um, women's rights attitudes or sex worker rights or any, any attitude at all. The movie working girl has nothing to do with sex work. 
Right, it's a secretary. Well, I have not, I have not seen that film, um, but I don't no, know. Neither. Maybe but it's like you're, you're. Look, you're the. It's just. A, it's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the history of it. You're very good at all of this sort of research and stuff, and I'm sure mm. you will, you know, dive down a rabbit hole and find stuff about it. But you, um, I, I, that's just my vague understanding, and I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm no expert in. in well, advocacy. that movie came out in 1988. Yeah, and it wasn't a movie about sex work. No, so I don't get. It's so well, weird it's just to me. Totally and then, unrelated. Not, of course, the gendered thing is a is a problem. Yeah, but the other issue for me is. Working girl, yeah. Uh, this comes back to the consensual sex work thing because if somebody's underage and they're in the industry, then you know that's not the same thing mm. as sex work. Mm. So I don't know why we're talking about girls here for no. one. Yeah, Dodge. um, and working lady, like when did I become a member of the aristocracy? And when mm. and how do I get out? Why am I a lady? <laughs> Ew! If it's going to be gendered, at least don't make it aristocratically gendered mm. like it's so weird it is really weird i, I hate lady i just I really hate it i just had so a those quick, terms just make no sense to me no definitely i just mm. had a quick google and of course i've got the best source here um urban dictionary has working mm. girl um now this was sub- oh, yes. submitted in 2003 so it's very current uh working girl euphemistic term for a prostitute often uh-huh, preferred uh-huh. by the sex workers themselves the irony being that that person has written the sex workers oh. themselves um, and still said that prostitutes yes. prefer working girl. Now, the answer's in your answer. It's right there. Now, they've written a little example here in a sentence. She, I don't like being called a whore or a prostitute. He, how would you describe yourself then? She, I'm a working girl. So thanks, um, thanks Urban Dictionary. Oh, interesting. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. It's I, just the next one here on yeah. Urban Dictionary. Working girl, a prostitute um, used in a sentence. I felt sick when I learned she was a working girl. Okay, 2004. Oh, uh, Jesus. This is good memories, good good times. What a what an age to, to live in, 2004. It's just to me, working working woman Mm. it's like employed woman woman with job like yeah but it's like you know work in the streets she's working the you know i don't know it's working i think that's where it's sort of yeah weird uh courtesan is that not an antidepressant (laughs) courtesan just sounds like a type of (laughs) medication (laughs) we're gonna prescribe you uh 100 milligrams of courtesan yeah We can be very good at making people not depressed. It's like true. Yeah. Oh my god! Prescribe. Maybe, maybe I want to use this in my branding. Yeah, yeah. Get yourself a hundred milligrams of Jenna Love Cortisan. Cortisan. Yeah. Anyway, uh, how do we feel about it? Oh, yuck, yuck! It just reminds me of when I used to look into um, escort agencies. So when I was about. 19-ish, I would Google, or you know, 20-ish, I would Google escort agencies in Sydney. And I would always look for ones that had elite courtesans because I didn't want to be a prostitute. I wanted to be an elite courtesan that had travelled countries and I was so educated, even though I'd done none of those things. I really wanted to be the courtesan. And so that was the sort of place I would I would contact. And they were all normal whores. No, there was no, no bathhouses and, you know. Um, Just makes me yeah. think of um, like Moulin Rouge. Mm. Okay, I looked up, I've decided to look up the thesaurus okay. for synonyms for prostitute. I forgot about this one, call girl. 
Oh, yeah. I don't think it's very um, – it's not very Australian, is it, in my experience? It's never been no. a big one for, for Aussies. Uh, it's another one I don't understand. Is it because you oh, because you would call, call up and get a yeah. girl? Yes. Is that the – Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, well, it also seems – I mean, no one's making phone. I hope they're not making phone calls anymore. Ugh, you know, yeah, don't. Most call. of us won't allow phone calls. Do not. <laughs> so Block your it number. also just seems, yeah. Uh, Streetwalker mm, is that's one that yuck. comes up. Mm. Which, yep, we can say street-based sex worker if we want to specify that. Mm. Uh, gigolo. Yeah. Does that mean that's like a male that sex is, worker? Yeah, right? a male sex worker historically, and it's yeah, it's gross. It's, it does remind me of that movie. What? <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's very problematic film. But I thought it was Juice Bigelow, male gigolo. But I laughed. I laughed. I was young. Okay, I'm allowed to. Don't cancel me. Oh yeah, it says noun, male escort. Mm. Well, that's interesting. It's very unbecoming. Like if I was going to hire a male escort and he was advertising himself as a gigolo, sexy. Yeah, I'd go. Yeah, yeah, I'm all right. Thanks. It just sort of evokes to me this really um, European, like smarmy sort of yeah. You know, sorry to anyone European. I don't mean it, <laughs> but it, it gives me this idea of like a brand of. Oh, it's of that that stereotype. That stereotype, movie, yeah, though, yeah, it? like Juice Bigelow. Yeah. It just gives me that. It gives me that idea, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I just want to. I want to have sex with a normal person, please, not a stereotype. Oh, okay, so here's another example, right? Mm. The um, I'm looking up synonyms for prostitute in Merriam-Webster, and there are there are. Three options. So I can look up prostitute as in hooker. Mm. I can look up prostitute as in to debauch or as in to abuse. Oh, fucking. So again, oof. Yeah. Yeah. But some of the examples we haven't, some of these are great. Mm. Tart. tart. I always love to be. I love. I just um, tweeted yesterday that I'm a tart. Like a dessert. Yeah. You are a tart. I'm such a tart. Yeah, that's, yeah. And like I love custard tarts, so I'm I'm into it all round. Mm, ew. Um, drab. What is that? We ain't drab. No, we're the opposite. We're glam. That's weird. This one is cocotte. Oh, it's like coquette, but it's not. It's c o c o t t e. Mm, cocotte. I have no idea what that is. Cocotte caught in your throat. Interesting. Cocotte. What happened? What happened to you? I went to the doctor. I got cocotte got caught in cocotte in my throat. <laughs> no, you're gonna say cocotte thought in my throat. It's, it's really very hard, hard, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it is, it is. <sighs> oh my god, babe, there's chippy. Barry. There's chippy. Barry from the chippy. There's Barry. Barry's oh, in here. Barry's back. Barry from the my chippy. My favourite client. I don't want none and of this. Chippy spelt with a Y and an IE. Mm. None of this Chad Bookington gigolo. We've got Barry from the Chippy. He's back. He no. knows what I want. Barry from the Chippy. Chippy. Imagine if I tell people um, I'm a Chippy, they'll think I'm a carpenter. Mm. Yeah. is that That's what Chippy means, is it? Yeah. Carpenter. Yeah. I always get confused. I had a client. I was like, oh, what do you do? <laughs> fuck. Me. He was like, oh, I'm a Chippy. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just didn't follow that line of <laughs> questioning. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. <laughs> Well, I thought it meant you you sold chips at a chip oh, shop. Oh, babe! Like I thought he made chips. Oh, I don't. I'm no. clueless. Um, <laughs> what's interesting is there's Doxy, like the vibrator. Yeah, is this a reliable source though? It's Merriam-Webster. Yes, it's pretty like an actual, I know it's not. It's not Oxford, but it's a dictionary. Yeah, yeah. like we're very elitist here about our dictionaries. This is wild. <laughs> it had the most concise 
um, definitions for the definitions I was looking for. Yeah, before. delightful. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just just for some funs, here are the other um, synonyms for right. um, prostitute yeah. in different uses. Debauch, corrupt, oh, yeah. poison, mm. degrade, deprave, deteriorate, yep. dirty, uh, disgrace, humiliate, weaken, destroy, <laughs> bastardize, dishonor, demoralize, contaminate, defile, stain, tarnish, blemish, abuse. Oh, I think I said that. Corrupt, degrade, desecrate, desecrate. Oh, sorry. Is this? I thought we were listening to the internal monologue of my mother <laughs> this, this is yeah. this is what she sees as the cinnamon synonyms cinnamon 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 let's get a cinnamon tart done <laughs> uh anyway just stop using the p word man please unless you're one of us yeah. and then you can do whatever the fuck you want yeah you can't you can't use the words against other marginalized communities but you can use ours yeah 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 once you join a community just go go fucking wild. Use those words however you like. Oh, but, uh, wild. Yeah, I it, like we said too. It's it is about being an ally and picking your battles and doing all of those things. So in yeah. the circumstances where somebody that you genuinely don't think knows and you can sort of say, oh, oof, don't love that word. I think they prefer the word sex workers. Thanks, we love it. I pr- appreciate the advocacy. If you're in circumstances where that's just going to be a mess, yeah, you know, we get it. It's uh, it's an ongoing journey. Um, and uh, all you can do is your best, and uh, hopefully you've learned something. Hopefully, if we've got one person listening today who has gone, ah, fuck, I've used that word, one of the words that we've said a few times, and has decided that that's not something they're going to do anymore, then we appreciate it, and that's really cool. But also, making mistakes is all good. Sure. It's all about intent. Fuck yeah, it is. So just try not to, and that's what matters. Yeah. There's no, like, we. you sent this amazing thing. I actually was talking to Danica uh, the other day. Um, if you have listened to all of our episodes of the podcast, you will know Danica is the most wonderful woman. Uh, she was our first guest on the show way, way back in season mm, one. She was. She was. Um, we were talking about um, intent and about cancellation and about words and language and all of that stuff because she is trans and, um, and a sex worker, so she's a member of a few communities communities that uh, experience a fair bit of stigma and marginalization. Um, and, and I was telling her about this video that you sent recently about um, people, um, oh gosh, I'm, I'm going to not explain it well, but people who are, are fighting for causes who then get attacked by people within that cause and then go to the other side because they feel hurt or they feel, um, you know, uh, mm. it was in relation to the, 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 the trans movement, the um, protests and, um, counter protests and all of that sort of stuff happening lately. And I guess the point is that, um, and, and Danica and I were talking about sometimes, you know, people are just trying to do their best. And if we all pile on them and, and attack them when they say the wrong thing, it just creates enemies. It creates division. It makes people uncomfortable and it just yeah. ruins your fight for the cause. So sometimes, you know, if people mean well and they've just fucked up a little bit and it's, you know, we've, we've got to, yeah, intent is just really important. We would love to thank Australia's sexiest patrons, the ones who would never use... They're not necessarily Australian. We've covered this. I keep doing that. Okay. We we would like to thank the most uh, politically correct, tactful, wonderful (laughs) patrons in the world, our patrons. Those with good intent, anyway. Our new very generous somebody, Marcus, thanks for joining us. Our even more generous somebodies, hello, it's me, Alex... Dave, 
the Ashley Stafford, the Rhiannon Rhodes, Nomad, Adele, Afraz, Andrew, Biggie, our secret admirer, our footstool, Greeny, Lachlan, Leslie, Sub London, Miss Billy, Mr. E, NK, the Ophelia Parker, Scott C, Simon, Steve, Timmy, Wheezy, Luke, Ellen, Frankie, and Cuddle Koala. And our extremely generous somebodies are Crochet Cat, Aaron, Adam Smith, B and J, Andrew, Pete, Sienna Saint, and Adam Moore. Thanks, legends. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, we got a bit silly, but um, I I enjoyed it. So no, it was really you good did too. Good chats, good hangs. Chats, good hangs. Mm. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Please look out for us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Patreon. Our name everywhere is Somebody You Pod, as in podcast. Our Patreon starts at just $3 a month, and you can get all of our episodes ad-free and a day early, plus bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes action, bloopers, and more. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the voices of sex workers. And remember, somebody you love might just be a sex worker. 